This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Swindon Town. Well, it's been a very, very quiet week in Swindon Townland. It must have been over 10 days since we last had a game. And now facing the prospect of going to Plough Lane with the underground, overground, wombling freeloaders of Swindon Town descending. And, of course, joining me to remark on the quiet week, it's from the Swindon advertiser, Joe Acklam, of course. Hello, JR. It's been tough sledding for me with, with the lack of content to get my teeth stuck into since the action game. They've, uh, they've really sold me short. I, I was expecting something something strange to go on, but... I don't know if anyone heard about any news, but it's, it's been tough. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to come on to some stuff on that later. The episode previously, you had a dissection of uh, Anthony Hall's Q&A with Vic Morgan, with uh, Dan and Rich. I would say that would be uh, recommended listening before proceeding to your press, if you're listening to this on your journey to Wimbledon. Um, but yeah, I think we'll probably cover that uh, later, because you've had quite a busy week yourself haven't you yes the um obviously the lack of football's meant that i've been i've been getting a lot of stuff done i've got some projects i'm excited for i obviously did another tactics piece this week which i thought was which i really enjoyed uh, doing again uh not as not as well read when you don't slag off one of the players in the title but um you know it was, it's still very much worth a read if anyone wants to dig that one back out but i was speaking to quite a few former players about from some stuff that in the next couple of weeks should hopefully um, should hopefully be coming out, crossing a, a span of a span of recent memory. I think covering like the last ten, maybe even fifteen years, aren't it? Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of stuff that intrigues me about my own time sporting Swindon. Um, uh, something around. I'm not going to give completely away what's what's going on, but something from 
2010 will be coming out and something from uh, 2010, 2011 sort of time uh, when things were bad, uh, like like they're not bad at the moment. And um, and some more some more positive stories of uh, uh, a couple of couple of players with good achievements, um, which will be uh, relevant very soon as well. Um, those will be those will be coming up. So a uh, good time to subscribe to the advertiser if you don't currently. Absolutely, and you know you can use that uh, money saved um, to to put towards your whatever's left of the Christmas stock that is currently selling for about two or three quid. So if you miss out on a on a jumper or a purple T-shirt or a Santa sack, then you could spend that on reading Joe's interviews. Yeah, much like Anthony Hall, I don't take too kindly to freeloaders of the Swindon Advertiser either. So uh, get paying, people. <laughs> we'll talk about Anthony Hall later. I am certain of it. But yeah, it must have been strange to be back at Beversbrook. Is it too cold for Zumba class today? No, unfortunately, um, Pilates was on once again. They were they were in the hall, um, so we were we were back in the, uh, the dungeon that is uh, changing room one at Beversbrook. Um, for yeah, it has been has, has been a while. Um, I got back to Bath City. That's how that's how long it's been since we actually had a game. It was it was nice to go back over there, uh, see Jordan Thomas. That's that's the next player we should be signing once Dan Kemp leaves. Um, he was he. But yeah, it's uh, it was nice to be back. Uh, nice to actually have a game to cover. It's a lot more fun when those are happening. Well, you know, it feels like we've been whinging so long about, and, and rightfully so when I say whinging, about how you know, this team is being driven into the ground. You know, they're being played Saturday to Tuesday. So you'd think with 10 days rested, fairly close to each other in the table, and off the back of two wins, yes, even if you throw away a... A comfortable four goal lead in extra time, you still come away with three points, it's still a win. Um, then that rest and recharge would, would bode well. Yeah, you you'd certainly like to hope so. They've you know, Michael Flynn's been talking about his injury list for a while and the and the tiredness of some of the well, uh, not tiredness. I I think he was he was definitely not talking about that quite so much, but you know, the the difficulties of the, the schedule for Swindon with the with the Fred Bear squad that we've got at the moment. So you you'd like to think that a weekend off and Ten days to prep for a game as uh, should should stand them in good stead, but I, I feel like things very rarely work out that way in Swindon land. Yeah, it's been it's been a nicely slow news week, and up until yesterday evening, I thought that Charlie Austin might be the most controversial ex Premier League player with his views on moving kids' football to summertime. Until uh, our friend who formerly was up the road in Bristol decided to go uh, nuclear on the internet, but let's not give him any more airtime and attention than he deserves. Um, Congratulations, I think, are in order for Mr. Jake Young as well, getting the uh, Player of the Month for League Two. Yes, uh, it's the second Bradford Loney at Swindon to have won the November League Two Player of the Month award in a couple of seasons, so uh, they're, they're clearly dusting off for that reason, but yeah. Unbelievable month for him. Scores in all five games, six and five, and he's now seven and six overall. So, uh, as, as we run, as he, he might, may have technically speaking caught form at the wrong time in terms of Swindon's long term chances of having him, but uh, at the right time for for Swindon to get back on track, he's he's playing at quite some clip at the moment. Yeah, certainly the right time for himself and his personal ambitions. But I'm sure Michael Flynn was pleased about that one. 
Um, we talked a little bit about the injuries. Let's move into the press. It was, of course, yourself, uh, Andrew Hawes. Um, he of two episodes of this very pod this week. Can I give a quick plug as well? I'll just say that, you know, the archive of The Low Strangers is very much available and uh, I have a My 11 episode and so do you, right, Joe? So let's let's, let's stamp our, ourselves on the ground here. Yeah, I mean, if um, Andrew's rather marvellous My 11 and indeed his, his more general episode have, uh, have wetted the whistle for, for more of that kind of thing, there are quite a lot of them in the back catalogue as well as some, some great, obviously very good player interviews. So if you've got two hours and you're still very depressed at, at the fact that you haven't paid for a proper ticket for several years and you've actually been causing the club that you love quite a lot of damage, um, uh, there, there's, some, there's some great listening out there. Yeah, exactly. Hours and hours of, uh, of fun and pocket therapy to be had. Um, but yes, it was yourselves in the, in the presser, just the two of you. Uh, building castles in the sky. And speaking of that recuperation time, uh, it must be a good time to ask about the injury situation. Surely things are getting better there. Yeah, there was there was a positive, if vague, update on injuries. I think it's fair to say. Michael Flynn very much owning the fact that uh, he wasn't going to tell us. But um, he, he said that it's, it's good news in terms of the recovery of Jake Kane, Rashad Hepburn, Murphy, Tom Brewitt. Um, in particular, Tom Clayton is back on the grass, so we were told. So he obviously he doesn't sound like he's ready, but he is. He's getting closer to being ready. We don't know for sure if any of those three, uh, those first three, will be available tomorrow. But it does sound like they're they're more likely to be around. We know Pepper Murphy and Brewitt had slightly more minor injuries before. J.K. obviously recovering from something that's been uh, keeping him out for a decent chunk of this season so far. So. We may or may we may see a couple, one or two of those on the bench. I don't know um, if if it will be this week. You would imagine it would certainly be by Barrow. The those guys would be back in contention, but um, hopefully one or two of them will be available in some capacity at the Cherry Red Record Stadium. It certainly would because that that depth issue that seemed to be a big discussion point uh, all that time back away to Accrington. Now, having given it uh, some thought, what was Michael Flynn's summation now, having digested the game sometime on? Yeah, he was. Um, he was less. I, I think he was. He was slightly, <laughs> understandably, very annoyed at the um, at after, immediately after the game, all those days ago, as you rightly say. Um, he was. He was slightly more, you know, um, about it, obviously having watched it off and, and debriefed it in the way that they would have done with the players. He said for 91 minutes, he thought the side were excellent and they'd, you know, they played very well, could have even been further ahead. Um, personally, I'm not, not t- totally sure of those things. Um, he said we controlled the game, which definitely isn't true. But um, he, he was he was obviously incredibly pleased that the fact they were, they were 4-0 up on the road. Um, and then he said his side suddenly started looking like a pub team. Um, so yeah, he was, I, I think obviously you have to very much keep the perspective with that Accrington game and everything that went on, but he does say, say that they've, it does sound like they've done a fair bit of learning from it and the, you know, the, the kind of ways they're handling those situations. And, um, I, I think it's probably not good news for the immediate futures of youngsters getting off the bench because, uh, I'm not sure he's going to be doing that one anytime soon. No, not good for their immediate future necessarily, because I don't think that's necessarily good for their development. But as we touched on already, 
Jake Young got Player of the Month. A great achievement for him. But as you've already hinted to, it's the 8th of December as we're recording this. And January is just around the corner. We've already had some indication this week of where where our two superstar loanies, Dan Kemp and uh, Jake Young, may be going. What was Flynn saying about potential recalls? Yeah, but I mean, there have been plenty of people have weighed in on it, um, or certainly publicly had the, the statements about potential of his recall. Um, Flynn has, I think, kind of, to be fair to him, said that the whole time that he's been um, he's been planning, you know, the, with the potential recall in mind and potentially him not going back. So I think there are a few plans in place for January. Um, he's not waiting for the twenty first to, uh, to to find out what he's doing. He's He's getting that all in and he was kind of followed up and you know, is, is there a chance that Jake Young uh, comes back on a permanent basis to which he um, he paused and then said, well, it would depend on the asking price um, of, of what Bradford looking for. And he said that obviously he knows the people there and uh, he would be surprised if they were they were going to go with something that was um, that wouldn't be them getting value for a player who's got you know, two years to run on a contract. Um, and then he kind of <laughs> kind of with a I don't know if this is pointed at the ownership or not, because we know that obviously there was an effort to try and sign him permanently in the summer. He said he probably would have been cheaper in the summer. Yes, exactly. Speculate to accumulate is the words that come to mind, but never mind. You know, we are we are where we are. And of course, the, the Jake Young of the summer was somebody that Sparky Hughes had on the out. So I guess uh, a missed opportunity there. Maybe one of many. Um Charlie Austin's involvement in the last two games has been limited, but then he's come on and scored on, uh, well, however many, however long ago is it? A week Tuesday. Let's see how long ago it is. I'm really struggling to recall the dates here. Um, I think Michael Flynn was asked about, you know, what, what kind of change it made leaving him out of the side and about his contribution in general, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. What he was actually asked was about kind of the impact that Austin has been having off the bench and I guess the team at large. And the, the question he answered was, um, <laughs> why is Charlie Austin so rubbish and why is it easier for us to win without him? Um, to which Michael Flynn was very quick to say, well, yeah, it's not because Charlie Austin stopped playing that we're suddenly winning matches. We were... We were doing we were doing just fine before in the way that we weren't winning matches. Um, you know, but he was talk about in in terms of creativity, creating chances, and and having chance uh, opportunities to win games. He didn't feel like that was uh, to it, it actually changed a huge amount, despite the fact that Swindon have obviously won the last two and undefeated in the last three um, from when Austin was was obviously starting all of the matches. Um, so he was he was very very keen to to. Take any suggestion that Charlie Austin coming out of the side is is the reason for for the improved form, which uh, I, I can I can say was absolutely not what was being asked. No, I guess it wouldn't be the first time that he's uh, he's taken that kind of criticism uh, out of context. But uh, yeah, you know, very effective coming off the bench, and I certainly feel that a, a well-utilized Austin is an asset to have in the toolbox, whether starting or coming off the bench. Two wins then, back-to-back. This is looking a bit better. I think that maybe something that's been frustrating about this week is that 
being on the precipice of going into January where there's an opportunity to fix things, um, that it is possible to maintain that momentum. How is Michael Flynn uh, envisaging the progress of the team at the moment? Yeah, he. Um, this, this was, again, we went back to the Pep Guardiola well with this one. So I, I think he's been back in his reading library or something, possibly Pep Confidential. Um, but he said he was, he said, he, you know, obviously they, they keep working. They've, they've continued tweaking throughout the season and picking up on what needs to be improved and what needs to be worked on. And that, that process has never changed. And he, he said he does feel like he is seeing progress and, and all the little things they are doing um, differently. And then he, he likened it to uh, some things that Pep Guardiola said after uh, his side were roundly beaten by Aston Villa in the week. Um and said that when when he kind of talked about his side having to find different ways to win matches when they don't have certain players available, and uh, he said Swindon's situation is is fairly similar to that one. Um, obviously, that the players that probably won't be available will be Jake Young and Dan Kemp rather than Rodri and John Stones and Kevin De Bruyne. But um, that kind of you know looking for different solutions and seeing you know from from what has happened how you can improve on those particular things. But uh, always nice to go back to the Guardiola well. It's well tapped. It certainly is well tapped. Um, but maybe a bit more, a bit more back to reality is, of course, a trip to AFC Wimbledon this Saturday. Maybe even on the very day some people might be listening to this in anticipation of what should be a pretty competitive tie. There's only two points separating us, though they've got a game in hand. A uh, few friends formerly of this parish, well in charge. They've got Johnny Jackson, who was uh, Mr. Charlton, and he had a uh, short loan spell about 2002 here. Uh, Jake Reeves as well, um, up to 2014-2015. And more recently, Mr. Josh Davidson of uh, the playoff push Ben Garner era fame. So nice chance to reunite with some old friends. Um they had some great form at the start of the season. Then it seems to have turned in October. That does sound like a familiar story, doesn't it? So um, still only lost five, missed out on having their chance at playing their old uh, rivals, MK, as they would call them, not the Dons. Um, and coming off the back of a thumping 5-0 uh, win over Ramsgate in the FA Cup. So... That being said, them being rested, them coming off a, a big cup win against a small team should be fairly even, I would say. Yeah, I think I think you'd expect so. Uh, I think the particular thing with Wimbledon at the moment, because I was lis- listening to their um, post-matches after the Ramsgate game, and uh, they've won five in a row at home, so they're clearly red hot on their own turf at the moment. So obviously Swindon, who... I mean, we, we finally got got that second away win at Accrington, but away from home has been a bit of an issue. Um, if you were to look in terms of that kind of form, then um, <laughs> then that it does it does feel like a more difficult one. Just earlier this year in April, Swindon Town went to Plough Lane, won five one with two goals from Mr. Luke Jeffcott. The past is a different country, indeed, Joe. So, what was Michael Flynn thinking about? AFC Wimbledon and Johnny Jackson. Yeah, um, again, not tons to go on here in terms of what Wimbledon are like. Um, he obviously, I think, I think it was actually in the club's one that I remember him saying, as we talked about 
obviously the, some of the good forward players they've got, like Ali Ali Hamadi, um, who is much like Yasser Kassim used to be, a uh, Iraq international, and was and is someone who Jake Young beat out to be player of the month. And um, uh, Neufeld and a, a couple of the other um, forward players they've got, uh, he was uh, particularly pleased by Omar Bugiel, who was currently keeping Josh Davison out of the side. Uh, he again was was very um, positive about in that one, but um, I think again he said this about Nigel Clough and a couple other people in terms of the ability that Johnny Jackson has had to to try and build a project at Wimbledon. Um, he's obviously not always had the smoothest ride there. Last season didn't go brilliantly for them, nor did the year before. So um, he's 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 been they've kept the faith with him and allowed him to keep building a side. And um, he said he he does feel like you can see that kind of. Um, cohesion growing and the uh, the the knowledge of the, each player to know what they should be doing at certain times. Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Swindon Town players not doing those things, um, and um, and that kind of thing. And then obviously he talked a little bit about the Ramsgate side game in terms of obviously it's it's difficult to take um, loads of things about how good a side is when they're playing a side who aren't obviously of of, of your same level. But he said he he felt that uh, they'd put in a clearly very professional performance and and done all and they weren't trying to do loads of things they wouldn't do in a normal game hence they were able to come out victorious in that one so um so he he was talking about that a lot and then obviously went back to the old old reliable of well it, it is mostly about how we how we prepare and how we play ourselves is it is it bad that i see it kind of optimistic that flynn is doing a uh, a wink wink nudge nudge to the current employers rather than seemingly uh, angling for a future job if it all goes uh, tits up, like he seemed to do in the Accrington game. It's it's, it's true, yes, uh, Jackson has been given time to, to build things up, and I think he was fairly unceremoniously jilted after his caretaker spell at Charlton by um, that rock and roll man who employed the aforementioned Mr Garner. So it's good to see. Good to see people get time to build things, even if there may be a bit of a pointed uh, reason for saying so on Flynn's part. We're taking a sellout crowd tomorrow, packed away end, and it should be pretty packed. I think they regularly get uh, full houses, about eight, 9,000 home fans. I don't think it only fits about 10 or so. Um, so it's going to be another great day out for Swindon fans, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be the only person on the train tomorrow who won't be drinking on the way up there. So uh, if you're looking to see which one I am, I'll, I'll be the person on the platform without a beer in my hand um, tomorrow morning. But uh, Flynn was very excited um, about the prospects and I think possibly reading the room a little bit in terms of the way Swindon fans have, have felt they've been treated by their club this week. He was very clear to say, you know, I, I really want to give the fans a, a good you know, a, a reason to be cheerful around Christmas. He was talking about the supporters, coaches and wanting, you know, I want to be going home happy and listening to Christmas songs and, and various merriment and a reason to dream kind of kind of vibes. Um, he, he referred to the supporters being phenomenal at Wimbledon, obviously another set out um, this weekend. And um, yeah, he was he was really going laying it on thick on the aunt Swindon fans' great um, shtick, which... Um, Again, as, as well as uh, something else he points out in terms of, uh, in, in my answers in a second, uh, is him is him possibly winning points with the fans in, in quite an easy, low-pressure scenario. 
yeah, I was just thinking just over 20 minutes in, Swindon fans are great, have a great time, time to hit the credits, but I think the more juicier stuff, as you've already hinted to, will come out in the Joe Zone listening to your questions, so shall we have a listen and then come back? Hi LSPod fans, it's JR here, enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell Outlook Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with McDelivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi Rich, just a reminder to let you know I'm on Points West again tonight, so make sure you tune in. Oh no, here I am holidaying in Europe and I'm going to miss Dan's latest appearance talking about another deep side town performance on the television unless <laughs> of course i can use my nord vpn subscription nord vpn allows you to watch sporting events tv shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content so i'll never miss another points west with dan ever again huzzah NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive information like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month, and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. So to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash loavestrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the podcast along the way the link is in the podcast episode description box lovely stuff let's do it yeah. with Wimbledon that's um, five home wins on the spin for them across all competitions I think with the EFL trophy in there and the FA Cup obviously have you noticed from watching them why it's a particularly difficult place to go at the moment they've got good players um, they've got good players they seem to be more I would say a settled team um, and uh, it, they've switched on. They, they've they've continued to be doing their jobs for the duration of the game. Uh, yeah, of course they can see goals now and then, and you know they all do. But that's that's the nature of football. You know, as much as we do our analysis on Wimbledon, I'm sure they'll be doing the same on Swindon. So um, <clears throat> it's on the day who who carries out the instructions and performs their their capabilities the the better. Um, but whether it's home or away. It's for me. It's um, it's a chance to go and get three points, and that's what all I'm concentrating on. Yeah, and a bit similar to the Jake Young question before, but it applies to Kemp and possibly Mahoney as well. In terms of when you have those lone players coming up to January, what do the you know you've had the situation of say Scott Twine or Danny Johnson in the past, where you know, do the parent club often give you an indication leading up to January of where their head at is at with the players? When would that kind of discussion happen? Yeah, they do. They they, they tend to they, they do, but you know, I would say in this circumstance now, all three have had new managers recently. So, look, it's um, it's one of them where it's quite unique um, in terms of they'll want to see the squad that they can work with at the minute. Then they'll consider other options, i.e., the lone players that are out or who they're going to try and sign in in the January window. It's for me. We we plan, and I've planned with them and without them. It's um, 
it's as simple as that. You've, you've got to have all bases covered. And I'm trying to make sure that we've got replacements who can be as good or better than the players we've had here during that period. It's going to be tough because obviously they've all been superb for us. Yeah, and one of the things said by Anthony Hall in the week was that the discussion over the budget wasn't going to happen until Clem comes back. Does that kind of impact your um, preparation at all? Is that kind of, you do it anyway and then you kind of know what you know before? No, um, there's an impact me at all. I, I'm, I'm, me and Clem speak regular, you know, obviously Anthony's come in, don't really overlap too much. Um, you know he's concentrating on the business side and off the off the off the field. Um, but I've been working tirelessly with with Clem and um, Jamie Russell targets, um, and I know exactly what I've I've got at the moment in time um, for us to to work with in January. And um, yeah, all I can say is I've been working for months trying to identify players that will strengthen us and take us forward to the end of the season. I just want to ask about Ben Ward because obviously he's been away for a while. Not certain we ever found out specifically why because we heard that you know, from the Swindon end he was seen as fine and then he went back to Burnley and I'm not sure he's come back. So what, what's the lay of the land so with him? Ben, ben has said he's had surgery on um, a slight hernia so Ben will be out now until probably a week before the window opens. Um, so... You know, for now, we're unlikely to see him, um, you know, involved. It's as simple as that. It's a frustrating one. Um, it took, you know, two or three scans to identify it. But, um, yeah, that's that's where we're at. You know, even even the lone players are, are going down with the, uh, with the injuries. Okay, so yes. Well, first of all, you've got you've got to draw a little bit more on Flint's thoughts about uh, Wimbledon and uh, and their their form. So that was that was a nice reflection. Yeah, he's obviously it's, it's, it's not a ton in there, but um, you know, I was I was looking for just a little bit more on on them, and you know, I, I think where we we get the kind of discussion about. Um, that Jackson and the way their their players are playing at the moment, and the kind of um, please can my players do a bit more of this kind of thing is is a good bit of fun. And as a, as Rich always says, it is good to focus a little bit on the team you're actually playing in these press conferences. Let's dig into what people really want to talk about because there's a little bit talking about the loan situation and the ever more January planning, which comes in very neatly to uh, this week's. Q&A session and the advisory board notes coming in as well. What did you make of this? Yeah, I feel like this was probably the easiest way into the um, whole Anthony Hall thing because uh, if you, I, I know, I think last time you we were on, we were talking about the questions I get asked to ask Michael Flynn. And I think the pick of the lot this time was, could you ask him to sack Anthony Hall, who um, I think in theory is his boss. So... Um, obviously, I think this was asking about the planning in that kind of way is probably the easiest way into any sort of Anthony Hall-related discussion. And obviously, this is where he, he, he said he kind of doesn't really um, deal with him that often. Yeah, that sounds like, considering all the things that have gone on this week, that seems like an astonishing placement of Anthony Hall's place in the in the food chain. But I suppose... Nothing is ever particularly conventional at uh, 
at Swindon. I hope that means that if the conversation is happening, as Flynn says, that we're not waiting for uh, Mr. Clem to touch ground and hit the tarmac at Heathrow before anything happens, that if they're having conversations, maybe there's optimism that things can be started before he arrives. Yeah, I, I think I've spoke, I've asked questions to Flynn, I think as far back as pre-Accrington, um, not Accrington, as far as pre-Aldershot, um, in terms of um, the January planning. And he had said then that he was kind of well underway with what he was doing. So I don't think Flynn was ever waiting for for the date. But to be fair to Anthony Hawley, he said he hasn't really got round to the football part of the club yet. So maybe he, he isn't privy to those discussions at this point. Um, and then he'll just sit there with the, the budget list that he also needs to look up and, uh, and and tell Michael Flynn that he, in fact, can't afford any of the players he spent three months working on. Well, looking at the Spartacus moment of everybody changing their avatars to being freeloaders based on the, uh, the OSC logo, I think that they may have uh, some work to be done if they want to mitigate any further losses. I mean, this is going to be a sellout. We know the Wrexham game is going to be a sellout, but uh, it could be a it could be a lean January if something doesn't happen. So, hmm. is doors always open, Joe? Yeah, that's certainly what he said. If anyone wants to roll it and ask about the accounts, I suppose. But as I say, I think I think we're going to need a decent run here and some some early signs of positivity in the in the transfer market for for those January crowds to look quite as good as the Wrexham one probably will. Yes, and some candidates to stand for an AGM because they too are dropping from the trust. Ah, oh, Merry Christmas. Now, one person you did bring up, speaking of loans, now this, this person was kind of the forgotten man of uh, the loan situation, Ben Ward. Yes, uh, it was a kind of... I, I was I was having a conversation in the office, actually, with um, one of the salespeople, and I, it, it, the, the, the kind of chat kind of reminded me um, last week to to ask about Ben Ward, so I've actually had that one written down as a question for quite some quite some time, given the gap uh, to ask him about. Just because we kind of get to the point, and I asked this about Divine a little while ago, where we get told about the people who are close, but the people who are further away, we kind of don't get an update on them at all anymore. Um, probably because it would take about half an hour to talk through all the players, I guess. But um, yeah, it was it was interesting to learn about Ward because I I mean. Now that I think about it, Hernia does sound familiar, but I'm not certain we were ever specifically told why Burnley had kept him back. So, um, yeah, yeah. Interestingly, he said he might actually be available one week before the start of the transfer window. I I thought that was that was interesting phrasing um, to pick through in terms of does does that mean, does that mean he's actually ready or is he just sort of ready to send back? Because uh, I think we've we've all firmly been on the he's never going to play for us again train and. It didn't, didn't really make me think anything was changing, but it is useful to kind of know where he is. Yeah, it's, it, the usual wisdom if the, there's an injury that needs surgery is that they go back and will sort of gently rehabilitate in the in the academy team that they're already in. So I wouldn't expect to see him again, but can't rule anything out this year, can you? Yeah, I mean, we have really got enough, enough bodies to, to turn him away if he does come back fit, um, ready for Forest Green or... Crawley, so maybe there's a chance he will be back on the bench once, and then and then be swapped out for another di- different low knee for the second half of the season, as I imagine will happen. Well, we talked about uh, Jake Young and his plaudits, and the likelihood that uh, Bradford are already thinking about 
taking a look and giving him a recall. But the other superstar Loney of the season, excluding Murphy Mahoney, of course, you were joined by Mr. Dan Kemp dropped by to speak to you both. Yes, he did. Always lovely to speak to Dan Kemp, one of the one of the best speakers in the squad, I think, this season. It's it's always nice nice to see him see him drop by and obviously given we're in December, we're heavily in transfer window mode, so we were we were pouncing heavily on that. I think that'll be a lot of um, a lot of the content you'll see on the advert, aside from the more fun stuff I'm working on uh, in the next week or so. It's it's definitely I know it feels again we've said a long time ago, but of course you had to take the opportunity and find out his thoughts on Accrington, didn't you? Yep. Um, obviously, Andrew taking taking the early questions, but. Um, he was he quite rightly referred to it as mental. I, th- I think in my an original t- match report tweet after the game, I'd referred to it as ridiculous. So we're, we're clearly thinking along the same lines um, with, with that one and, and how it went. And then obviously he kind of went into it for <laughs> football and I was like, well, you know, we, we've been working through it and backing up what, what Flynn only said in terms of breaking it down and seeing what went right and what, what went really, really wrong. And uh, how they can improve for for next time, and uh, as he said, make sure it doesn't happen again, because it would be pretty insane if that happens again. Yes, it would be uh, absurd. I certainly hope that won't be the case. But well, as we've already already, <laughs> you can't rule anything anything out. Um, is he feeling suitably well rested? Yeah, he's he'd um, sound like a nice time for him. I guess they had the days off at the weekend. I believe um, we'll have a brief bit in the in the Joe Zone number two uh, about what he specifically did with his time off. But uh, he, he said that it was good for uh, you know it sounds like people talking about the holidays, I guess. But you know a bit of rest, a bit a bit of time to work on some stuff, and and then pre- prepare for what is going to be an incredibly busy rest of December for Swindon. So it, it did seem like it was quite a useful stint for for all of the players to to just recharge that their batteries a little bit because. Uh, trying to Crawley is four games in eight days. Oh dear. Well, in that case, shall we have a little trip again to the Joe Zone and have a listen to your questions? Well, before we do it, I do need to formally apologise that in this I refer to Liam Manning when I mean Mike Williamson to mean the um, MK Dons manager. I apologise, but let's be fair, all new, all modern managers are basically the same guy. Yeah, we've all done it and they'll all be Stockdale soon enough, so let's go. Back into the sort of general possibilities, my apologies. Um, was it a bit weird having a weekend without football? What did you get up to, I guess? Yeah, no, it's, you don't get it very often. Um, it's, it was strange. I just spent it um, with my, my girlfriend and my family just a few days just to rewind a little bit after the week of training. So it was nice to have that little break. And then, you know, obviously with the Christmas schedule, there's no chance of that. So it's a nice little refresh before you get your head around a busy month. Yeah, and um, I remember before the NK Doms game, Liam Manning just come in and was kind of saying he was excited to touch base with you. Um, have you spoken to him too much since he's come in? What, what's he been like? Who's that? My, my, uh, the MK Doms man. Oh, the MK Doms. Yeah, I've, I've spoke to him um, once or twice. Um, and he uh, spoke about like um, different type of things that I think I should keep personal between us two. But um, I think as, as such of the club, I haven't really spoke too much detail with them um, about what's going to happen. I think we've had one or two conversations, but it will be down to them to make the decision. Um, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm on loan here until the end of the season with, a, as everyone knows, a potential recall. So 
it's up to them with the decision they make and um, that, as I've spoke about before, is out of my control. I can't ask Jake Young this, but because obviously, as you say, it's not in your control, but, but if it was, what would you prefer to do? Would you want to stay at Swindon? Would you want to go back? Or what's, what was your ideal scenario? Um, I mean, I've said, I spoke about it a few times, really. I think I'm loving my time here. That's, that's no secret, really. Um, I love playing for this club. I love, I love the reception that I've had since I've walked in. But obviously, as I've spoke about, the, it's difficult for me because I can, it, for whatever I want, it's down to the club to make that decision. It's out of my control. Um, at the same time, I've got to be respectful to the club that I play for and respect their decision that I make. But um, as I've said in many interviews, from the time I've been here, it's felt, it's felt for me like a club that I love playing for, the, the fans, the supporters. The manager, the staff have been nothing but great with me, so I can't thank everyone enough. And whilst I'm here, for however long that will be, till January, till the end of the season, we don't know. Um, I, I can all, all I can say is I'll give my best, and you can see that from me every time I play. Yeah, and could you ask Charlie Austin to stop trying to sell you to QPR? It's really not helping. <laughs> no, uh, I saw the thing he put out the other day, and. Uh, it was unbelievable um, just to get support like that from not just from him, but from all the lads. You know, I feel like I'm really a vital member of the squad here, and they're all everyone's behind me. So it's lovely to hear things like that, and uh, <laughs> I'm sure all the fans weren't happy though. Well, yes, as you did, that sounds like a fun way to uh, to spend your time off, doesn't it? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's fair enough. It sounds like you got you got home a little bit with his with his family and, and girlfriend, which is it's what you want to do in December time, I suppose. Uh, so yeah, it was it was nice for him to, to to get off. I was I was hoping for a little for a little sort of Jake Young based anecdote where the two of them would have gone to Winter Wonderland or something and, and ridden a Ferris wheel, but uh, no, he was he was with his actual family instead. I think we're we're saying specifically that the girlfriend is part of the family and he's not a bigamist. Is that right? Uh, I'm assuming so. Yeah. Let's let's hope so. Um, enjoying the the new role in the team though. Yeah, he definitely sounds to be. Um, I'm, I'm heavily pushing the the term Trekatista to, um, to 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 define how he's playing now. But uh, he said, uh, you know, it, it does feel like it's helping him be more creative at the moment. He can obviously he's he's playing off the front, but then drops in, and as Michael Flynn has explained, uh, it means that if other teams aren't very switched on, it is quite hard to pick up. So uh, he does he does seem to be enjoying the added freedom. To do that sort of thing, and um, yeah, he's, he's he's certainly so 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 he definitely likes the 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 way he's able to play because not only is is it making him more creative, but it, it does create a bit more uh, structure and um, behind him to to <laughs> just to stop us conceding quite so many goals. Now, in terms of the near future, he does feel like you know here's the hail mary, here's the carrot that's being dangled as you know that he may be the person staying. Beyond January, um, but yeah, it's, it's it, the, the the future. His fate is out of his hands. He says. Yeah, um, I guess he probably takes the the very practical view that there's nothing I can do about it. Um, he said he's kind of been um, he, he's been through been through. He's you know still very young in his career, but he's been um, he's had quite a few different clubs and. You know, he's learnt not to look too far ahead for than than where he is at the moment. Uh, he, he made very sure to say that he is very much enjoying his time at Swindon and uh, re- really liked working with everyone. But 
uh, de- definitely uh, not trying to be disrespectful to anyone at MK Dons at the same time. And I, I think he walks the line just about perfectly to, uh, to to kind of avoid giving an opinion one way or the other. Yes, I wonder if one day we'll find out that he too was somebody who might have been uh, an option for a much cheaper price to quote. Michael Flynn, but nice of him to drop in. Very nice to hear from him. Right, let's look ahead to Wimbledon on the weekend. I'm, I'm feeling actually off the back of two wins in a decent rest period. And I know that they've had their Ramsgate FA Cup exploits on the telly. That would have been useful for ourselves, but no matter if we didn't have so many nationwide ticket holders, maybe that could have been us. Um, I'm thinking that uh, it'd be a good time for a good statement win where we don't hemorrhage a four-goal lead and almost get a draw. So I'm feeling optimistic. I think I'm going to go for a win, a 3-1. Ooh. Uh, that, w- that would do very nicely indeed. Back-to-back away wins, obviously, for the first time this season. And I found out we've actually only gone back-to-back wins at all once, uh, twice this season. So uh, getting a third would be very nice. Um, I'm slightly less positive. I, f- I think we'll still get something, but I think it's probably going to be a draw this time. I'm going for a um, 2-2 draw, I think. Something to build on. We're quite close in the table, so if that was the case, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world, would it? No, I, I think, uh, obviously, you're trying to, at this point in the season, especially with, with the big January to come, you're probably trying to, to stay in and around the playoff picture and um, getting get, getting a draw against a side who, um, you know, they, again, looking back to what I've been listening from Wimbledon's end, they definitely kind of see this game as a big marker of where you are in terms of the playoff places because this seems to be the kind of pack on the, on the edge of things at the moment. So... Yeah, I think the draw away against a side that we are likely to be in direct competition would, would definitely be a good thing. Let's hope that you'll at least go for good things. It'll be a fantastic day out, uh, and I'm sure we'll reflect all on that on the weekend. Joe, once again, looking forward to reading all those articles and listening to your My Eleven again on the weekend. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Day Try the box to Moncair. Good run by him, and now that's The Lone Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hello, bubble. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash 
Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.